Thank you, perfect Father. Taking heavenly flight and glory delight 
out of sight of night and blight. All right. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all know it's a good thing God drove out Adam and Eve from the garden? Nobody. <laughs> it's the only thing that saved their souls. Might get into some deep, rich wisdom tonight. Probably a little correction and training in righteousness for the scriptures are profitable. For what, Apostle? Well, the Apostle says in the Bible, the scriptures are profitable for correction, for teaching, rebuking, and training in righteousness. So we're going to do all those things in the Word of God tonight. It's going to be awesome. What's the greatest promise in the Bible? God taking you from glory to glory as you walk with Him in the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Going from brightness to brightness, you're born in brightness. You gotta understand the path, otherwise you can't walk with them. The purpose of the written word is to walk with the Holy Spirit who inspired the prophets who wrote it. And if you use the word to walk with the Holy Ghost who wrote it through men, guess what happens? You go up into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer in the earth you're no longer earthly unspiritual and demonic James says you're actually heavenly celestial angelic to be earthly is to be demonic and to be heavenly is to be angelic it is written in the new testament what's testament Torah you need to understand that because it's the new commandment is it a new commandment? Yes, it's the New Testament. The New Commandment. What is the New Testament? The New Torah? It is the New Commandment that Apostle John says in 1 John is a new commandment I give you, but in fact it is not new. It is the original commandment, which means before Moses. Before Moses. Truth in here doesn't mean that it's before Moses in Genesis 1. It's not before that. <laughs> it's before Leviticus, do's and don'ts, rules and regulations, here a little, there a little. Right? The things that God hates in the Bible. Those are the things, the Bible says it, God hates religion. I despise religion your new moons your sabbaths your festivals your feasts your holy days scripture now isaiah i hate them says the lord can you believe that god full of hatred in the bible full of hatred ministries <laughs> worldwide international inc but no 501c3 because they hate that too amen <laughs> But the Bible says there's a lot of stuff in there that God hates. 
God hates some stuff. He loves you. You know that? <laughs> Get the Kleenex box. Yeah, you might need it. I think some people got some love issues. Big time. What does foreigners say? I want to know what love is. I want God to show me. He's going to show you Jesus crucified to death on a tree. Hang in there. That's what he'll show you. I remember I was three months old in the Lord on the men's floor, second floor, downtown Minneapolis, the Minnesota Teen Challenge. And I'm like just a baby. And all of a sudden I have a vision of Jesus hanging on the cross with his guts hanging out. And it was just like, it was love, but it was so intense. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, you know, it was after lunch, so I didn't lose my appetite and throw up everywhere. Because it was intense. I saw Jesus practically disemboweled. One of the first things the Holy Spirit of God showed me after I was born again in 2000 was Jesus Christ crucified and how he was wriggling on the cross in agony and pain. He felt the full pain of it, guys. Woo and so I saw his head turning, and he did that all for you because he loves you. Receive it. Jesus died on the cross because he loves you. You got to receive it. That's drinking the cup of the new covenant. That's the blood of his cross. That pure, perfect, agape sacrifice of the spotless Lamb of God restores you from the earthly to the heavenly. So now you begin drinking the blood of the Lamb. We enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of the Lamb. Actually, the Holy of Holies entered your pig pen. If you read the word, that's what happened. Did you enter the Holy of Holies? No. God entered your mess. Therefore, you and I were translated out of darkness into glory light. Right? That's what the Bible says. That while we are yet sinners, Christ loved us. Which means he's all light and we're all darkness. But the light wants to come into the mess of our darkness and change our darkness into light every single night. Amen? That's what he wants to do with you. And I believe it's your job to follow on through Jesus. He wants to take habitation inside your heart. Your issue is, will you yield and let him? Will you let Jesus possess your heart like he possessed the manger? Here's the vision. The Bible says man's righteousness or religiosity or ability to do good is filthy rags, Greek word, Hebrew word, use tampons, which is a total abomination like rat's blood and pig's blood, swine, wine, and that's all the human being is capable of. And so God drove the human being and his capabilities of divinity away from him. And that's a great act of mercy and kindness and we're going to get into tonight how God loved us as he drove us out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> okay? Yay, all's oh, gonna be good. Alright. This is Genesis 3. I'm in the Amplified Bible. The man named his wife, Eve. Life spring, life giver. 
because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made tunics of animal skins for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So there was a mercy there right away. They had clothed themselves with the fig tree, which is all the kingdom of hell's ability. They clothed themselves in witchcraft. Jesus only cursed the fig tree in the gospel because he cursed the ability of the devil. We know that's right. <laughs> so that all that practice the devil's religion are anathema into the lake of fire. Yes. <laughs> that's good news. And then in Genesis 3.21, God gives them different clothing. Now, the Bible doesn't say that God clothed them with a specific animal, but I believe it was probably a lamb. I believe they were wearing merino wool, and they had Sherpa coats, like they were ready to ski at Aspen. Because I'm sure it's a foretaste of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's just how the Father is. He's always, in everything that comes forth from His light, speaking about Jesus. Always. The Father will not move or speak or do one thing, except it be through His Word, Jesus Christ. Where is that word? In the heavens. Where is that word? The bread that comes down from heaven. What did Christ say? I am the bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life in them. So that those who eat the bread of heaven have the divine life. Those who do not are as dead as dead gets. So we're walking around here. What does the Bible say? Philippians 3.21 We have become the living amongst the dead. Philippians 3.11 We have become the living amongst the dead. You have been in a zombie apocalypse from the beginning. <laughs> and the brighter you get by eating the daily bread, the bread that's come down from heaven, the very word of Shekinah, the more holy or separated you will look and be and move and talk as a different people, holy to the Lord, Israel of God, set apart from the nations, marked with His presence, marked with His glory, marked with His angels, and they will say, you are completely other. That will be their testimony of Israel. And you are Israelites indeed, if your God is the God who made heaven and earth and by his word sustains everything. So the word sustains even the planetary systems that have been abused by the sorcerers and the rich ruling class of Babylon the Great. And they have abused them at the expense of millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of human lives offered as human sacrifices for their demonic abilities by the abuse of power. 
How can God allow such terrible things to happen in this world? Because he has given us the responsibility to clean it. That's why we're a royal priesthood. If you study the scriptures, the entire purpose of a priest is to clean things. The wash basin, the word of God, the preaching, the teaching, the rabbi, the teacher of the word, to clean people's belief systems so that they're not full of sin or ignorance. You were once ignorant about the things of Jesus Christ, Apostle Paul says. Now you've drawn close to him through teaching. Truth or not, how close can you get? As much as you eat and obey and bear the fruit of the word that you've heard. Which means daily bread is the feast of the lamb. Marriage feast? Yes, marriage feast of the lamb. Which means if you're married to the heavenly word and divorced of the earthly dead letter you will always rise into a higher realm of glory segrins 318 if you do not loose from the lower things of earth of the dust of the earth many shall arise daniel 12 that means no resurrection because of a clinging or a marriage to dust truth in here which means there has to be a constant cutting away of the old every day as you eat the new is fed and the old goes away here's where you get big spiritual pigs like spiritual witches they eat but they don't shed the old okay the dung gates everywhere in the bible manure pile everywhere that's the testimony of the apostle paul my former life as a pharisee a pharisee a pharisee perfect in every way according to the law was a manure pile exact words in greek a pile of schmidt a pile of turds he uses the greek slang word for manure he cusses in scripture i dare not cuss in here because all y'all are so holy you might be offended <laughs> and we keep it G for the Masoretic text of the Masons. <clears throat> G because parental guidance is needed on the Sephiratic path of the tree of life. Because it's very narrow and few find it and most disregard it and most don't understand it and most don't believe it because it's out of this world literally it's not insane it's not crazy it's totally normal it's angelic the issue is the mark of the beast in the forehead of the earthly and the terrestrial religionists completely opposes the heavenly rainbow mind of the seven spirits of god emanating around the messiah jesus christ at the right hand of god totally transfigured perfect physically physically which means when you're eating the bread that comes down from heaven you're eating of the rainbow of life of all the glory of that man Jesus of Nazareth who is the flesh and blood of Torah 
of the written New Testament and the written Old Testament and every other thing written that was inspired from God. Could be a Bill Johnson book. You know for sure it's definitely one of Chris Valentine's books. I love Chris Valentine. I find him enjoyable to listen to on Sunday morning when Bill's not teaching and reading. <laughs> I just get concerned sometimes when we start praising the devil and stuff like that, and it freaks me out. Woo! And I'm sure I do it, and I got a team around me that corrects me, rebukes me, scourges me, and trains me in righteousness beyond anything you could imagine. I am a man under authority. It's true. Mm-hmm. The scourging lately upon Adam in the left brain, Hakma, Neptune, feels like my very skull peeling off my brain today. That's the kind of day I'm having. And it ain't a bad thing. It's circumcision. Dealing with red dragon pride in Adam. We go up into the heavens with cosmic priesthood ability and just deal with the curse inside these celestial bodies. And I tell you what, it is beautiful and extremely ugly. What man and woman have buried themselves in, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than what we've done, guys. There's nothing worse than sin. It's just, it's so intense. Cosmic sin is sorcery. The abuse of even the written word of God to control and manipulate others as religionists, as true necromancy in the very highest form of worshiping the throne of Satan in the name of Christianity. And we've done it, like, to the max. It's not a small sin. It's the stuff that causes the wrath of the Lamb to come down. And first and foremost, we want the wrath of the land to come down through us in judgment. Rick Joyner says, The fastest way to grow is the embracement of the white throne judgment seat of Christ. And the stuff in us is so crazy that the only way you get it peeled and burnt off of you in the Adamic nature, in the Eve nature, is to sometimes strap yourself down to a chair and just have some soaking time and be still and know the angelic surgery is good because it's like getting filleted alive now it's the crucifixion with Christ and the higher you go the more intense it is and the larger the portions of the curse of the fall come off you in reality especially off your organs off your brain and both hemispheres of your brain off your physical hearts and off your bones and every other organ you get there is a circumcision in God's word for the flesh but first and foremost you must be circumcised of spirit and it's not the foreskin of Moses in the wilderness that's symbolic that's understood through wisdom in the new covenant context what the circumcision is now is every last cell molecule element and particle of your spirit soul and flesh getting rid of the curse of the fall until you're physically as perfect 
as the physical bread that came down from the physical flesh of Jesus Christ, the risen one, who went up to heaven in flesh and sends down fire and glory and the Father's will into his people on earth as it is in heaven. Now the issue is, who is going to rise up in the path of bread so that they're completely no longer dead by what God the Father already said? Who's going to rise? Who's going to eat? Who wants more? Who's hungry for righteousness? Who will be filled? Who's satisfied with the temptations of Babylon the Great? Who's satisfied with the status quo of marriage counseling right human stuff that we call Jesus stuff which is blasphemy we cannot ascribe divinity to anything from man and woman that's blasphemy the beast given a voice Christians do it constantly and they think it's reverence towards God being a good steward being a good manager it's literally religion for fallen angels breathing in immorality, which is idolatry, through your souls. So we have to repent from blasphemy, <laughs> which is allowing the beast to speak. The best thing to do is Jesus Christ. The lamb was silent before the shearers. Guys, if I didn't have this experience in my own life, my own personal walk with God, my own sacrificial life on the altar to God like every day for 20 years I'd say oh there's an easier way there's there's something where the animal can live it's just all false Christianity it's nonsense I'm telling you there are stages of your demented blind pride where your stubborn sorcery is so thick that you will twitch and squirm and the only way to get delivered at a cellular level through the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ coming down upon you now is to be still and know that he is God changing you. God understand the process. God understand the path. Path of righteousness shines ever brighter. What is it? Calvary. Calvary. Holy Spirit of truth. He will glorify me. He will only speak of me and the things that have come from my Father. He will be a testimony unto me. Amen. John 14. The Holy Ghost, the paraclete, will come alongside you to help you be crucified. It's exactly what Christ says. We want him to comfort us in our animal, coddle us in the animal, give us a blankie, give us a pacifier. We ask a lot of the Holy Ghost, don't we? We do. Nursery Christianity has made the dove their pet. And we say it's okay because he came in the form of the dove. He ain't coming in that form today, Buckwheat. He's coming as a phoenix. And he ain't going to be killed or controlled by you in any way. In fact, if you don't let him apply the blood of his cross to you in every way, he will just abandon you to yourself until you're done being stubborn. Some of these ones, Satan will put in prison 10 days and do to the end. And I'll give you the crown of life. What does that mean? Their stubbornness could not be broken like a bad donkey. <laughs> yeah, kicking against the goads like bad donkeys. Donkeys are so stupid that they kick against the pricks until they bleed out. 
You understand? Not every donkey is trained right to stop kicking against the goats. So it was a common saying in Israel, because they had donkeys for everything, and the Arlem donkeys coming forth, we'll see if it kicks against the goats. Pray it don't, because it will die if it does. Okay? A donkey death from kicking against the goats. We want an obedient donkey. A Balaam's donkey. <laughs> but Balaam is getting the lake of fire. And the donkey is saved because he was used by the angel. Isn't that wild? God loves animals, doesn't he? He loves cats and dogs. He loves them. He likes Balaam's donkey more than he liked Balaam. <laughs> he hated Balaam. Oh, man. Balaam is the object of scorn, curses, and ridicule by all the apostles' writings of the New Testament. Korah's rebellion and Balaam, son of Beor, or the Baal of Peor, which is the black sun, which is religion of using the fallen angels in the cosmic realm to control men and women through God's word, the dead letter that kills. That ain't Jesus. How many of y'all know that? It's Satan. Satan quoting the Bible. Only temptation written about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I think Satan is a necromancer, don't you? The source of all sorcery, the Bible teaches, came from the fallen angels. And they're still teaching sorcery. What is it? To use the things of God for self at the expense of others. Now that's like, woo! That's the whole curse of the fall, guys. Using the stuff for from God for self instead of the Father. That is the very sin nature that everyone overcomes in their youth under the sun while their tongue is a rudder for hell, which means they don't speak right. They could speak perfect at a CEO level before businessmen, but unless the tongue is circumcised, it's not the tongue steering the ship into the crystal sea, it's the tongue steering the ship into hell, James says. Truth in hell. So until the word of God circumcised, cuts your tongue out and then cuts that pool of blood of your human nature out of your heart, you have to be circumcised of heart. Otherwise, you're not a Christian. That's written in Romans 2. You must be circumcised of heart. God's people today are the people today who are circumcised of heart. Because what is Paul dealing with? Only external circumcision, appearances. You look like God's people. That's what Paul says in Romans 2. But God's people look a certain way on the inside before the angels, the watchers. <laughs> so it's not like religious demons coming out. Not like sorcery coming out. It's not like venom and slime and poison coming out. It's not the fallen angels' will being done. It's not the black throne pretending to be the throne of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is the Word. That's what Rabbi is. It's the teaching from the throne of God of the daily bread from the Word of God that comes from the throne. So each time you teach the Word, there is always a confrontation if you're a true Rabbi, a true fivefold teacher. Same word, rabbi, same word, teacher, five, fivefold. So that's what we need. We need inspired teaching, apostolic, prophetic teaching, understanding the word of God. 
Anytime teaching comes from God, it's the throne of Jesus versus the throne of Satan 100% of the time. The imagery of the word coming down is serpent versus serpent in the battle of Egypt and Zion. Moses throwing down, what is Moses? The lawgiver, that's his name in the Bible, which is the word instructor. The instruction of the word, that means Torah, New Testament instruction of the word, is greater Torah. Jesus Christ created Moses and is greater than Moses, but used Moses and made Moses like his twin. That's what the Bible says. Now, the Bible says that in Genesis, and the Bible says that in Revelation. At the beginning and the end, right? Revelation 15, the overcomers are singing whose song? Moses' song. It is written, and the Lamb. Amen? Not just the Lamb, but Moses and the Lamb. Which means you ain't going nowhere off the earth until you understand the first five books of the Bible. Not just by Levitical Codex and just the dead letter interpretation through a doctorate in divinity and studying the scripture. That, through wisdom. Through the holy angels and the Holy Spirit, which the Bible says is your teacher of the word. Now, on earth, you only have the blood, the water, and the Spirit. So when you're infants in Christ, under the sun, before you're standing on the moon, before you're standing on Mercury, before you're standing on Venus, before you're standing on the sun as overcomers of the world, when you're standing in these spheres of power and angelic ability, in the realms of angels, before you have any of that, you have one teacher under all of that, the Holy Ghost. So, the Holy Ghost lives in temples, it is written. So, to learn the word that causes you to rise, you have to be teachable of what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Notice it says churches and not just church. Why? Because in the earth, it's all separated. It's all divided. It's all, everyone has an opinion about everything an interpretation of the New Testament. It's divided a hundred thousand different directions in every continent of the earth today. That's why the scripture says, the spirit and the bride say, come to what? To those in the churches, which is those divided and scattered throughout the earth. Why? Because they have not yet risen to the place where God is one. In the earthly they're scattered. In the heavenly, they're united. That's the place where there's no corruption. That's the place where the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit are one. In the earth, they're scattered. In the heavens, they are one. How do we go from earth to heaven to be in the heavenly Jerusalem, in the realm of the overcomers of the world? You have to be taught of the Holy Ghost and walk with Him How much? 24-7. As rabbi. The Holy Ghost is the rabbi of the word. He's the only potential possibility that you'll ever take flight off the earth. And he dwells in vessels that the enemy hates. Which means there will be blockages. There will be rumors. 
And there will be wars against what food systems? There will be all kinds of gossip and slander, just like they said about Paul, just like they said about John, just like they said about Jude. Everyone who's consecrated in temples of the Holy Ghost is attacked of the enemy so that nobody has the instruction of the word in the earth. Without the instruction of the word of the heavens on earth through consecrated holy messengers, totally set apart of heart and mind by the Holy Spirit, Book of Acts Realities, there is no instruction of the word of God, only chaos in individual interpretation. What is the fruit of the flesh? Divisions, factions, and strife, or you can call it men. Right? Men. What is the fruit of the flesh? Being a man. <laughs> Truth in you. John's baptism, did it come from man or from God? And they picked up stones to murder them. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> Which means to equate the divine, the Torah, the celestial, the heavenly, the realm of Yahweh, to men and women is punishable by death. Well, nowadays it's applauded by awesome false love. And that's exactly what it is. Awesome, awesome, awesome false love applauds men and women that have rejected the word in the heavenly realm and have been only regurgitators of snakes and scorpions, thorns and thistles in the earthly realm. So that we have turned the earth just like in Jesus' day, to a place of money changers. Haven't we? Christianity in the earthly tests all of them. Test them, test them, test them. Test God and finances, it is written. That's what the Bible says. Test God and finances. So, God is going to bring forth the heavenly word through true rabbis in these days that are dwelling in the higher realms of glory over the earth to test people's hearts like the money changers to see if they're hirelings or servants of the Most High God in chains to Christ. Which means publicly humiliated, privately honored. Now we want public honor, don't we? Yes, we do. That means you've gotten through all the enemy hordes of the perversions and the twistings of character assassination of God's temples of the Holy Spirit. God will restore double honor to everyone who has had honor of the kingdom of heaven realm slandered and attacked and murdered and all of the character assassination, which is the purest form of murder, that a Holy Spirit is called an adulterer. Right? Isn't that what they do? A Holy Spirit, the holiest people are made to look like the most unholy people. Made to look, you know, they were accusing us this last fall, many, for wife swapping. I heard that many times. Wife, and these weren't even just 
the whole armies that have dedicated their life to the destruction of Red Letter Ministries and, and Brandon Barthrop. These were people that canceled partnerships, that were just hanging around, that had no grid for what the angels of God were doing. Like zero heavenly reality, zero heavenly discernment. Only looking for gossip to attack and to smear image, you know, instead of covering, uncovering, looking for sin. Isn't that what people do when they're earthly? Because the religious spirit only has an external appearance of good, whereas the Holy Spirit has an external appearance of what? Bad. Right? That's what they said about Jesus. They said externally, there's nothing clean about him. Externally, he heals on the Sabbath. He breaks all the Levitical rules. We know this man cannot be a teacher sent from God because he breaks our rules. Externally, looking terrible. Internally, Yahweh, maker of heaven and earth. Which means, if you are not looking into the heart, you have not yet started your journey in Christ. (laughs) Amen? Old Testament religiosity planks and specks, that stuff needs to be out of your heart the day you ask Jesus in. If your heart cannot see clearly, Jesus is not indwelling your spirit. Do you understand that? Satan lives in your spirit of iniquity, in your spirit of accusation, which is the nature of the evil one, accuser of the brethren. Now, since the brethren have not yet even risen on the mountain into the higher realms of glory, the main thing you deal with as you rise on the mountain and the mountain rises in your hearts and circumcises you from the inside out, layer after layer, peeling out of you and peeling off of you, what is revealed? Nothing but the devil. That's true. Nothing but the devil. As you rise on the mountain, the nature of man is progressively revealed from the inside out. Can you say like Apostle Paul, in his last days, in my human nature, in this vessel, I am the worst of sinners. But then you can look at God's glory because he's been hollowed out from the inside out, fully God inside minded. He's watched Zion, the mountain of angel armies. He wrote Hebrews, so he knows something about it. And you're looking at this mountain rising out of you, coming out of you, and it's completely God indwelling you. We're going to come to a place in this generation where you're looking at God on the inside face to face, but no longer just in the terrestrial and capped by Nero Caesar, where if you went any higher, you're Caesar. You see that? Greetings from Caesar's palace. Philippians chapter 4, it is written. So you're in Caesar's palace. You're the chief apostle of the Lamb. You are anointed king of kings and lord of lords. But there's a false king on the throne, and you contest his throne. And if you go any higher, what happened? Decapitation. Right? Chopped his head off. Why? Because it's throne wars. How high can you go before your neck is severed? That's what true martyrdom is. 
right? Paul's a martyr. <laughs> Why? Because the throne of God that he carried on the inside as an ark, as a temple of the Holy Spirit, who wrote 1 Corinthians 6, 19, that throne in him was contrary to the throne that's in the world. So this is your daily wrestling throne wars. You're going to use your brain, your heart, your soul, your blood, your flesh, your spirit to carry God's throne more accurately every day, to emanate a greater word, to confront all the thrones that are in the world. What's in the world? Principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions, which are called what? Spiritual wickedness. Where? In the planetary systems. Heavenly places. In the heavens. Where? Where in the heavens? On the moon. On the sun. And the stars. On all the planets. The dwarf planets. And the other planets. Truth anyhow. Yesterday they released NASA a picture of the sun. Headlines read, guys. Headlines read. The sun is breaking free. The sun is S-U-N is breaking free. What does that mean? Something in the heavens went down and someone on the earth that has the blood, the water, and the spirit went up. You understand that? You can only have freedom in heaven by overcoming the world. How do you have freedom on earth? The Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. There is no freedom on earth. <laughs> Zero. Only false freedom. There is no love on earth. Only false love. Truth, anyhow. All that is under the sun is what? Vanity, vanity, chasing after the wind. Ecclesiastes 3. Which means if your activities, your belief systems, your Christianity, your rules, your regulations, your relationships, your family time, if it is under the sun, it is terrestrial, and it has never tasted the heavenly love. It can come down off the mountain once it hits the sand. It's corrupted by snakes and scorpions and our standards so low down here. It's like people are drunk on scorpion blood. And they say, ah, drunk in glory, drunk in glory. And they're to- still completely sexually immoral. With no virginity of the angels, innocent angels of heaven at all. It's like just total nonsense everywhere. As you rise on the holy mountain most important word holy what's holiness total sexual virginity lust free zone not at man's level of lust free with your internet browser blockages god the father's level which is holy angel manifesting light so bright it burns your eye sockets out real holiness what does the bible say Without it, you won't see the Lord. And those that are holy, consecrated, sanctified, set apart from sin, will dwell in the glory cloud. In the brightness of his coming, which is parousia, second coming, which is what? Second brightness. Amen. The second coming of Jesus Christ is the second increase of the brightness of the God of the light of Genesis. Now, if you study Genesis 1, there's three lights. Three lights. First light is God himself, Yahweh Or. God is light, 
In him there is no darkness at all. Light number one, God is light, uncreated light. Second light, God created light and night and separated them. Was that Genesis 1, day one, God creating light. So there's a second light, God creating light. Light within light, God creates light. Light created light. That's what the Bible says. Now, here's the tricky thing, which has completely deceived the whole world. Day four, God creates stars to govern day and night. The lesser light, the moon, to govern the night. The greater light, the sun, to govern the day. And then all the stars. That's what it says. In the day four, God created a third type of light, which is starlight. So you have God is light, God creating light, and God creating stars. Scripture teaches three lights. God's light has dominion over the lesser lights. For him, it's called angels. God of angel armies. Yad, Hey, Vav, Hey, Sevayat. God of angel armies. Yahweh of angel armies. Jesus Christ of angel armies. Amen. So that his light as God's light, which the Hebrew word is or, has dominion over all the angels. And all the angels in you, and all the angels around you. And if he doesn't, you better test yourself before you wreck yourself. Because if it's not submitted to God's light, what kind of angels in you <laughs> right fallen angels rebellious lights rebellious stars of the dragon's tail who swept one third of the stars and their host angels so that God's light does not have obviously still does have dominion but he gave him the universe so that his light is not used for dominion over those one-third angels and their stars. So those one-third angels and their stars, because God separated light from darkness, third heaven from second heaven, space from the canopy around space, and there's a membrane there, and Satan and his angels don't go there. They can't. So the second heavens has one-third of the fallen angels in it, and their stars. And Enoch says those stars did not appear. Many of the stars do not appear at their appointed time. They're disobedient to the Father who is the greater light of the angels. So the greatest test of all the angels, spirits, Jesus's, Holy Spirits, and all the stuff in every Christian's life and everyone's life on the earth is, are these spirits and angels submissive and obedient to God, the first light that created light and then created stars and their angels? If it's not submissive to God, guys, this is what you're dealing with in potent sorcery, Babylon the Great, every day of your life. It's devils 100% of the time. Holy angels and their stars love obedience to God. They are so strict and serious that goofy angels, like the people in Red Letter Ministries, the rarest of the rare are the goofy ones from Goofenberg heaven. The new wine angels, the goofy, there's some goofy stuff, guys. It's not all just strict and serious all the time, but it is mostly strict and serious all the time. Except in some realms, there is wild nonsense, but it is extremely rare. Most angels are very serious. And the reason why they're serious, if 
you read the Bible, it's true everywhere in Scripture. I know we're an anomaly and we're an enigma ministry, and so we've had a little wildness, and some of it has been God and some of it's been the devil because we're all just getting delivered together in this wicked and perverse generation, and so we just keep growing. Amen. <laughs> just like every other ministry. Amen. And so as we rise, we begin to be trained and discipled and governed by God. Now the Bible says when Adam fell and was driven out, he was driven out from all these lights. He was driven out from the light of God, but he understood the light of the stars and their angels. And if you read about Enoch and you read the book of Adam and the book of Adam and Eve, it talks about how Adam and the first family understood the lights, the stars, the suns, the moon, their orbit, their patterns, dominion over weather, separation from sin. So they did their best to maintain the wisdom of God. Seth's bloodline, the woman's bloodline that crushes Satan underfoot, did their very best to maintain the maximum wisdom to help the people after them. And went all the way down through Noah, and then Noah discipled Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and the prophets, until we have Messiah. And that lineage continues to honor the wisdom of the ages to this very moment. It is the stewardship of the Word of God and using it the best we can every day as temples, removing flaws, removing specks, removing planks, removing pride. God is circumcising the pride out of men in the nations today. It is a huge work. It's a cosmic work. It's a sovereign work from Hakma Neptune, which is Adam and man's side in the Sephardic tree of righteousness, which is the truth anyhow. And all of the wickedness in the nations is burning as a people steward the word of God back up into the heavens. Amen. And so the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth brings forth its handiwork, which means the earth will do the work. It'll be recreated as it's spoken forth in the heavens. The earth is constantly made new as we steward the word inside me and you. Amen. So, let's understand this stuff. The Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Genesis 3.22, Amplified, knowing how to distinguish between good and evil, and now he might stretch out his hand and take from the tree of life as well and eat its fruit, and live in this fallen, sinful condition forever. So it explains it. That's exactly what it says in Hebrew. God drove human beings. They lost the life of the glory of the first light, which is God. So they were driven out of the first light, down through the second light and the third light. And now they're under the third light called sun. Day four, day four lights, underneath day one lights, underneath God, who's uncreated, eternal, ancient one before the beginning. So now you're just buried under darkness? No! The curse of the fall is being buried under light in the gospel as how you go back up by walking with the man of light, Holy Ghost. Woo! So the darkness, listen guys, 
the darkness dissipates as you walk up through these lights now if you understand that clearly as the fall being buried under three different lights <laughs> God the light and the stars what's the path back up to God clearly the stars then the light then God so he clothes himself with light so there was a clothing he created so in light we see light which means until you go up into that second light through the starlight by the Holy Spirit and the blood and the water of Jesus Christ obviously when you go up through the Sephirotic tree, up into the moon, up into the, the sun, and the path of lightnings of all the angels, I saw the path of the stars, and I saw the path of all the angels, it is written. This is that path. And when you go up, you go up into the clothing. You go up into the light that God clothed himself with, because God created for himself garments. So people in heaven will live in the garments of God. They'll live in the, the outskirts, like paradise... You could say you're in God, but you're actually more accurately inside the garments of God's created light. And so all the, the animals are made out of light. All the dinosaurs are made out of light. All the flying birds and the eagles are made out of light. The mountains are made out of light with all kinds of 40 times 40 different colors emanating, emanating in those realms of colors and lights that we don't even have in the earth yet, but it's coming down. As you go up, it comes down and it recreates all the heavens and all the earth constantly. So you're in the garden and you're, you're in paradise and you're in heaven. But God's over there. It's true. Now, the thing is, with all of the lights that he has clothed himself with in his creation, which is like all the angels there and all the animals there, all the plants and the birds and the streams and the rivers and the wind there and the sky there and the clouds there and all the heavenly glory that he clothed himself with in creating all the things that wrap around our God in heaven, our heavenly father, then you make your journey into God. And you can make that journey into God here through the Word and experience the light that's inside light. You can begin to experience God's light. Now, God's light's different than the light He clothed Himself with. The clothing around Him, it's creation. He created paradise. He created a garden for Himself. He created a garden for His sons and daughters to walk with Him. But there he is walking in the things he created right what's deeper than all the light he wraps himself with going into god that's where jesus lives y'all <laughs> that's the origin of the word of god the origin of the new covenant the origin of new torah the origin of the king of kings and lord of lords you have to go into that primordial point you have to go into that depth of God the Father and discover where Jesus lives in him to be a much more accurate teacher of New Testament otherwise it'll just be from the outskirts opinions of worst case scenario just be in the dirt of the earth through serpent interpretation and hopefully we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues to get over that nonsense so at least we have a little Holy Ghost on our written Bibles amen we got oil on our Bibles. We got glitter on our Bibles. We're, we're in the Word interpreted in measurements of the Holy Spirit in our bodies. Temples of the Holy Ghost. Temples of the Word of God. The elements that were in the ark. What are they? 
the stone tablets of Moses. Now, God is very much today writing his word in our hearts and upon our minds to do what? To have that light of the Father, not just the outskirts light, not just the created light, not just creation's light, but the light within light, the uncreated light in the city of the Father's heart, the city of the chosen ones, the city of the Word of God, the city where Jesus Christ lives, where he comes forth from every time the Father speaks. It's the city where Enoch lives. There is a place within God that is a dimension of the realm of the overcomers. It's like a heavenly Jerusalem inside heavenly Jerusalem. He is a city within a city. Now, from that place, you are in union with the Father. And until you're in that place, manifesting rivers of glory from uncreated God the Father's heart in His uncreated light, when you begin to bring that into the earth through those temples right now, consecrated, made holy, by walking with the Holy Ghost into the heavens, that, my friends, when that light comes down in the chosen ones from the city of the chosen, that light is the judgment of the end times. That's the final judgment upon the demons, the snakes, the sinners, the wicked, the lost, everything that will be burned and churned into the lake of fire in the earth dimension. Now, the Bible says God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. So who has walked that deeply in God to manifest that measure of judgment in the earth's sphere so that there is no sin, no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no misunderstanding, no gossip, no slander, no accuser of the brethren, no religion, no lust, no selfishness, and no greed at all. Who has brought the Father down inside their temple for there to be on earth as it is in the Heavenly Father? That's your mission. That is why we go from glory to glory and we don't settle just with the charismatic stuff. And we don't settle just for nice charismatic meetings and gold dust and glitter dust. We want all of that. We want all, everything the angels are doing. All that be magnified 10 trillion times. But we want a greater prize than all of the stuff that God created. Than the creation of light and all that is in what God clothes and wraps himself we want to go into the uncreated realms of the Father, where Jesus has been living, the Bible says, forever. Uncreated, the Word of God. The Word dwelling inside God, the union of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Getting to actually understand Trinity without theology, from experience in the great wisdom through the stars, then through the clothing, because you need that, most of you don't have any of that, then into the Father's heart. You can hear about it. There's an impartation. There's a seed being planted. Now you be a steward to see how much it grows up into the sun to burn off all of your human nature. Because no human nature can revel in the presence of God. That means you can't even get up into the light he wraps himself with, heaven, if you're in a human nature, in a serpent form, in snake flesh. 
the human being is driven out of the garden by this light, which means no human nature can dwell even in the second light. So you go there in spirit and soul, don't you? Yes, you do. You go there in spirit and soul. If your flesh changes, if your bones and marrow change by walking upward the path of lightnings, your body can go into heaven. Enoch filled himself with so much light that he would still be alive on earth today. So God took him when he was 365 years old. Truthenia. Which means I can't have a 6,000 year old man down here. Can you imagine what the nations be like? It's like you have the throne of Enoch in Jerusalem. There's, hello, there's no Russia. There's no Europe. There's no America. There's Enoch, King of Kings and Lord of Lords for 6,000 years. You understand? That's exactly what would have happened. That's what happened in his day. He had dominion over the Nephilim. He had dominion over Cain's seed. He had dominion. He was on the holy mountain, walking perfectly with God and got back into the Garden of Eden. That's what the Bible says. (laughs) You can't have that prematurely. God is going to allow that now. A generation of a thousand Enochs. And you can just see the pride out there. Be like, I wonder if I'm 900. You know how it is. That's man's pride. The stubbornness. Am I number 888? Or 444? Isn't that how it is out there? Listen, man. As you walk up with the spirit of truth, he can remove the 666 from your forehead, which is man's pride. The pride of your human nature, which blocks you from even walking into the sun right now, which is all y'all's problem. Truth anyhow. So first and foremost, I want to whet your appetite because this is how God the Father teaches what's available. So you can sacrifice the human, the 666, to go up into the infinite. Into the Ein Sof, the infinite light of God the Father. <laughs> and begin to be clothed in the third light, which is what? Wearing a tiara of stars first step of overcoming that all y'all need to do right now by consecrating yourself and obeying the Holy Ghost in all things and testing every spirit, dismissing all the fiery darts of the evil one and all the temptations of lust and pride and greed and selfishness in every way. This is the most important time in history like the days of Noah to consecrate yourselves for the heavenly upward calling into the sun. Those that don't consecrate now, any previous Christianity they have is forfeit. They'll be burnt up. <laughs> like foolish virgins. Oh, but we've had oil before. it. Yeah, where is it now? The bridegroom came at a time they were unexpecting. And those who did not have their wicks trimmed, circumcised hearts, that there is a perverse fornicating spirit, a spirit of lust in them, a spirit of greed and poverty, a poverty spirit in them. Don't think you're coming into the sun with a poverty spirit. It's unholy. Don't think you're coming into the sun with a pride spirit or a spirit of greed or a spirit of mammon or any evil spirit whatsoever in your spirit. God is dealing with his people to make them holy. What does the Bible say? He drove them out. Why? to save them 
so they're not eternally wicked. Why is he driving stuff out of your hearts? Why is he driving stuff out of your souls? He's mad at me. A sinner in the hands of an angry God. It's actual love, guys. That's what love is, is driving out. <laughs> the greater light drives out the lesser light. Always! God's light rules over angel's light. Angel's light rules over starlight. That's a principle in the Bible. God's light rules over angel's light. Angel's light rules over starlight. Starlight rules over beasts who have no light, who crawl on the earth, which is the human nature. And that's called the curse of the fall. So you come out of the beast, which is human nature. You come out of just crawling on the earth like squid men. <laughs> Tentacles up everywhere looking like spiders down here on the earth, but covered in Christianity. Isn't that how it is? Until it's like, okay, we're done playing witchcraft games in church. Now we're going to go up through fire. And we're going to have the first ring of fire. Rings of fire. Isn't that good? You guys remember that guy? Johnny Cash. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Cash. Woohoo! Yeah, the man in black. Black as onyx on your shoulders, which is what? Jupiter and Mars in the Sephardic Tree of Righteousness. Amen? In your holy ephod of the New Covenant. Yes, so we're men in black. Hallelujah. The onyx stone is holy to the Lord. Isn't that good? Yes, it is good. It is very, very good. It is holy to the Lord. It is the Holy of Holies. <laughs> Teaching on the Holy of Holies. Teaching on the first light, second light, third light. And third light has dominion over what? Animals. Which is what? The mark of the animal, which is human limitations, and then just putting the ideas of the first light on top of us, which is delusion. Potent, strong delusion will be the enemy of the church in the last day. Horror Babylon, Ministries Worldwide International Inc. <laughs> right? Yes, that is correct. That's what the Bible says. And so now, as we return to the dominion that Adam and Eve had in the beginning, Elohim, Creatorsville, with the teaching of the wisdom that they handed down to us through the prophets, which is called the Holy Scriptures, we use it for what it is. Create God, create man in our image, God, and give them dominion over everything. What did they have dominion over? They didn't have dominion over God, so just get that out of your head. That's Satan. He'll never have dominion over the Father, ever. No angel, no son has dominion over the Father. He has dominion over you. Okay? So you're a man under authority. Amen. So, first and foremost, you learn how to be a man and woman under God the Father's first light, uncreated light. Then you have dominion over angels. And that's what Adam and Eve were learning in the Garden of Eden. And it didn't work out so well, did it? Because the angels that fell, that hated them, Azazel, who opposed the creation of Adam and Eve, came to them in the garden and said, hey, we'll teach you some other stuff that God's holding back. And they began to learn from the fallen angels, and that's how they fell, if you read the Bible. Yep. And so we're going to teach you, and then what that lying devil took the ability that Adam and Eve had over angels. 
And so you'll be judges of angels, New Testament, New Torah says. Good ones, bad ones, both. You're going to judge the good ones for how much they help you inherit salvation. You judge the bad ones for how much they help you inherit damnation. <laughs> Truth and hell. And so we're going back into the garden, guys, by learning about lights. Not just the light, and it's all Shekinah, it's just light, and it's just, oh, you know, it's all Holy Spirit light. Nonsense. Totally nonsense. Totally, completely unbiblical. That's the problem. We got so many belief systems in us that contradict Scripture in every way. We just are full of opinions down here, and that's what's killing us. By knowledge they are perishing, Book of Enoch, it is written. Through knowledge they are dying. Not the good knowledge of the heavenly realms of God the Father, Rabbi God, teaching you anything. I mean, you'll never die if you listen to God and walk with God and obey God. Your spirit be shining like a star every day. But through the teaching of the knowledge of the fallen angels tricking you to stay human after you're born again. Isn't that the problem down here? You stay in the earthly. You listen to devils pretending to be Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, and Christianity. But you never rose to have dominion over one angel. You might think you do. I got a, I got a pet rabbit angel. <laughs> but, you know, probably not. You got to rise up in the dominion of the stars first. There's an order to creation if you read the Bible. God's light dominion over angelic light. Angelic light dominion over starlight. Starlight dominion over the beasts and the birds and the waters and the dirt. So this is the order of creation called the order of Melchizedek, the order of light. Three lights. So you have to be faithful in this light. So the Holy Spirit's leading you up. Children of the resurrection, rising. The children of the resurrection have a perfect teacher. So you don't want to piss them off. You don't want to grieve him, quench him, or resist him. Woo-wee! Stephen with the glowing face. Perfect student, glowing face, emanating Shekinah, seeing God face to face as he's martyred. He says to the Sanhedrin of the earthly religionists, you always resist the Holy Spirit. And he's not opposing you. He's trying to help you. Isn't that how it is? Like, the more accurately you teach the heavenly calling of righteousness, the more they hate your guts and disobey. I know there's a remnant here. I'm not talking about you. But look out there. We want them all to come in and learn the path of righteousness. Listen, guys, I'm rejoicing in the obedience in the people in Red Letter Ministries more than ever before. Okay? I understand the fruit is good in places where you're making progress in the Holy Ghost. The issue is we have to go higher and our lives depend on it. We have to understand the narrow path is the path of three lights. Okay? And the first light you must conquer is the light of the stars because starlight has dominion over beasts. This is the realm the fallen angels have been beating the crap out of human beings for, for thousands of years. This is how Christians just die in abject poverty in holes in the ground under sorcerers, under polygamists, under Caesars who are incestuous with their sisters. Are you kidding me, people? What the heck is going on down here? This is what's going on. What's going on is the enemy has been abusing the stars to pen men and women 
down into the dust and dirt of the earth and treat them like animal garbage. Now you are not dogs anymore. You are the children of God. Rise up and take your inheritance through the stars and the angels assigned to the stars for the ones that obey their orbit are still faithful, which means the angels will come forth through those spheres. It's Bob Jones' prophecy. It's also scripture. Any dwarf planet, moon, or regular planet, sun or star that's obedient in the heavens is not fallen. If it obeys its orbit, it's an original design. So you're going to find that two-thirds obeys God, praises God. It's looking and groaning to be restored by the overcomers, by the cosmic body of Christ, of a people obedient to Jesus' word in Revelation 4.1, commanding resurrection, commanding ascension. This ain't optional. Who, what is arch enemy of ascension? Enoch told you in the torch and the sword by Rick Joyner, arch enemy of ascension in this Enoch company is lukewarmness, which is what? The seventh church of Revelation 3, Laodicea, the Laodicean church, which is American Christianity, is arch enemy of Enoch company. Doesn't mean the people are, the people are precious. The system, the belief system, the witchcraft, the haziness, the confusion, the false prophet, the earthliness, the the settling for church-building revivals of church-age Christianity, even glory-stream Christianity. Arch enemy. Arch enemy. Okay? That means the best of the best of the earthly that we honor and respect for their use because I got saved in the assemblies of God. They saved me. The AG saved me from hell and AG licensed ministers drove demons out of me for six months from 99 to the year 2000. Honor is telling you the truth to go higher to save you in the stars and the clothing of God. In the lights of God to go from glory to glory or light to light. And since they all flow down from God, it's all called Shekinah. It's all called Shekinah. But in the Shekinah, there's understanding of what Shekinah is. Layers, peels, measurements. I mean, the cherubim measure all this stuff, guys. Cherubim of the glory of the Shekinah of the living God. And they measure how much is uncreated. And they measure how much is just from the plants and the trees in paradise. And they measure how much is just emanating down into the second heavens. And how much of it just comes through the the stars and the hosts of heaven. And it's all measured. And so it's all light. It's called Shekinah. In his light, we see light. What kind of light? All different kinds of light, colors of light, all different emanations of light, all kinds of different attributes of Shekinah beyond description. And so this is where you're going. It's also known as the baptism of fire. What is fire? Shekinah. The baptism of Shekinah. Cloud by day, fire by night, same substance. God is light. You can call it fire. You can call it glory. You can call it whatever you want. Shekinah. You can call it kavad. The issue is, it's all what comes from the Father, through the Son, through His creation in the third heaven, down through the second heaven, through the stars and their hosts, into the earth where you're at, trapped in a prison of death and decay and religion and horrible sexual immorality and fornication and lust. The worst perversion of any generation. It's like 
Sodom times 9,000 out here. And since you're all dependent on cell phones and technology, you can't even use a computer or a cell phone without being constantly attacked through your eyes with fornication, which means nakedness. The word fornication in Hebrew, synonym, exact definition, nakedness. So you're always attacked with nakedness, fornication, until you're clothed in the stars, tierra, sunshine, standing on the moon, which is your first taste of overcoming. That's what's required of Red Letter Ministries and everyone in this apostleship this season. You have all the teaching to get onto the moon. Be there in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. Money is light. How you spend it determines how high you go in it. Where your money is, where your light is, where your economic buying power, the ability to transfer and trade, anything valuable was created by light. God is the creator of everything. It is written in the Bible. So this is the principle of offerings, the principle of finances, being a steward with the lowest realm of light which most people never overcome you need to overcome with the lowest level of light which is money <laughs> and trading upward which means sacrificing and offering it to go higher in God's light valuing the lower lights less and less until you walk on streets of gold amen first and foremost it's offering and sacrifice into his light because you know there's greater light you've heard the preaching you've heard the teaching you can feel the glory manifesting all over you now it's to give your light light created gold the silver and the gold were created by god who is light and putting it back into the treasure house of god knowing that god's the creator of everything and you're returning to God what belongs to him and not you. It's an acknowledgement in the lowest realm of the earth that God is the creator of wealth. I have given you a covenant of wealth from the creator of wealth. It is written. Now when you bring your money back into the light and you submit to the greater light, you can go up in light to be a greater creator of more light. And you will go from glory to glory in money, in glory and ability to purchase and the power of wealth according to your stewardship of your submission to God in the path of angels and lightnings. And this is how you become pillars in the temple of my God. How? Obedience in the earthly things, therefore getting entrusted with heavenly things. A clarion call to financial obedience to the upward heavenly calling of greater glory. Amen.